Hello friends, welcome to Off The Beaten Podcast. This is episode 12 and I'm your host Dion and I'm calling this the I'm Still Alive episode and a little bit you'll know exactly why. Um, Although I neglect to mention it sometimes, usually this podcast is recorded in my apartment in Woodlawn uh, neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois and if you've never listened to Off the Beaten Podcast, if this is your first time, we are an intimate exploration of Chicago and its people. Uh, I'm a firm believer that the best part of this city, amongst every other amazing aspect, are the people and the stories. And we do intimate explorations. And today, the story that we're going to be intimately exploring is mine. And I'll tell you why I'm so thankful to still be alive. And uh, I was sick this weekend. Let's just start there. And it got me thinking about a multitude of things. And one of the first things that it got me thinking about, and I said, you know what, I'm going to talk about this on the pod is the idea that I think often people complain about social media. And they say the social media is fake and people curate these perfect lives and, you know, no one's real and, you know, no one talks about what really is going on and all those things. And I say, you know, I'm a big believer that social media as an entity is something to be curated. And if your social media is not working for you, you know, um, I firmly believe that you're just doing it wrong. Uh, I had a social media that for a while was very stressful. It was very, you know, it was full of negativity and all those things. And I just made a conscious effort to curate it and to cut out certain people. I'm not a a believer that anybody is um, deserves to be in my universe. No one deserves to be in my social media. You know, it is a social circle that I use for communication and to you know, gain information and insight into, you know, find, of course, some entertainment. And, you know, if you're a relative, but you're an asshole, no, you're not on my social media. And if you are someone that I talk to every, you know, I come across because if I, if I, if I'm not, if I'm talking to you, I don't think you're an asshole, <laughs> but you know, just, you, you know, just, you have to curate it. And some something, some things, some people you have to cut out. And so I said, you know, let's start there because this is a form of social media. And I said, let's just be real and let's have real conversations, you know. And so I'm going to start with the <laughs> the fact that I pooped my pants um, on Sunday and um, and we'll start there. So <laughs> that brings and I, this has happened to me one other time in my adult life, which I'll talk about in a moment as well. But I'll tell you how I got there and we'll go from there. So. Friday, I was expecting a package in the mail and it was a very important package because I'm actually in sitting in front of it right now. I have this uh, amazing new boom arm. I have this amazing new microphone that I'm using. I don't know if it'll make my voice sound any different, um, but I got a brand new audio interface that'll allow me to use two microphones instead of one. So the next guest that I have It'll be, you know, amazingly better sound quality and all these, you know, things that are going to make the podcast better. I'm super excited. But in my neck of the woods, package theft is a real thing. And so and I I went into the FedEx system and I explicitly 
you know, made instructions that my packages were not to be left outside, but you never know what's going to happen. And a couple of months ago, I lost a pair of shoes through Amazon and I'm like, I am not losing this stuff. So I, you know, got the text updates and everything. And the moment that the package was supposed to come um, to my house, I, I left work early and I rushed home to make sure that I got it. And here I am. But in the midst of that, I forgot to get dinner or, you know, thoughts for dinner. And it was getting late. And I was like, oh man, if I'm going to cook, I got to go to the grocery store and all these different things that I was just, you know, kind of like not excited about. (laughs) So I ended up saying, you know what, I'm going to just go to a restaurant around here and grab some food. The closest fast food establishment to me is a McDonald's. And that was not particularly exciting. (laughs) And so I said, you know what, let me walk a little further. And there's another restaurant a couple blocks. I won't say what it is, but I went there, grabbed some food, walked home, had dinner, watched a movie, nothing too exciting and went to bed. And that was probably maybe about, you know, 11 o'clock midnight. So at 5.30 a.m., I wake up and I'm in excruciating pain. I have these stabbing pains in my abdomen and I immediately like get up and I'm, I'm nauseous and I'm like, oh, my God. And I run to the washroom. And so we're going to use the word evacuate. Either I'm evacuating from my mouth or <laughs> from my face or I'm evacuating from my bum. But <laughs> evacuation starts uh, from my bum. And after about 15 minutes of, of that, I was like, oh, my God. So it's 530 in the morning on Saturday. And I literally texted friends and I texted people and I'm like, who could take me to the hospital? I think I got to go to the hospital. And, you know, I, I I keep a good circle of people around me. So my friends, you know, they text me back. They're like, oh, you know, I got you. You know, do you need to go now? And and, and, and so please allow me to send a shout out to my friends, Kim and Mariah, both uh, wonderful people. Um, Kim is a long time friend. Uh, Mariah is a young lady I'm dating. And <laughs> they both were you know, five thirty in the morning, they both were quick on the draw to get back to me and, you know, offer anything they could to help. But I said, you know, let me, let me see, let me figure this out. And so I'm sitting on my couch and I will tell you this. I hate to vomit. It's one of those things that it's just, I hate it. I would do almost anything to avoid it. If it's like, Oh, I know if I, if I throw up, I'm going to feel better. I'm just going to hold on to it because I hate it. Like I identify as a cisgendered heterosexual male. But if the the option is between throwing up and putting a penis in my mouth, I'm literally looking around the room like, okay, who's sticking their penis in my mouth for me? Like who's going to take, who's who's helping me out here? Somebody help please. Like it's that serious. (laughs) And so I'm sitting on the couch Am I, you know, uh, the the glands that make you salivate, they start kicking in. And I'm like, oh, oh, no, no, shit's about to get real. And I'm like, no. And I go to the washroom. And it was interesting. I had a flashback to this moment in college. I remember one of the first times I I drank heavily at a college party. I I think I was 18, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the first time I drink heavily at a college party and I'm 
there and I got super sick and I remember going up to the bathroom and I'll never forget this because there was this in the bathroom was this delightful young lady I pretty sure her name was Julie she was blonde you know we, you know we had we were friends and I remember I can't remember if she was in the bathtub when I got when I walked in or if she <laughs> climbed in but I remember her being in the bathtub and I kneeled and, and prayed to the porcelain gods because you know in college you, you drink too much that's what you do and if you've never if you've never had the you know, experience of praying to the porcelain gods. I wish I lived your life because I've done it way too many times in my life. I've killed way too many, you know, brain cells, but I'll never forget, um, this moment. And she's like, and I remember just grabbing the shower curtain and go, Julie, this is not going to be pretty and (laughs) closing it on her. Like it's a door. And she's like, and I'm just like, "Mm -mm, no, don't look. And, um, yeah, and I, and it was also the first and only time I've ever almost drank toilet water because I remember looking at the water and being like, oh my God, it looks so refreshing. I'm so thirsty. And I stuck my face in the toilet. And when my tongue was like a half inch away from the water evacuation <laughs> and, and that was that. So I had a very similar experience, uh, you know, Saturday morning and I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, oh my God, I'm and I was weak. I'm now dehydrated, like grossly. I'm on the floor. I'm like, my cell phone's in the other room. And I'm having like, you know, this, just a moment where I'm in excruciating pain in my, in my abdomen and, and I'm kind of panicking. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. And, um, I threw up so violently that, my throat actually swole up like almost immediately and that's never happened to me and so I was having trouble swallowing and so that actually caused like another level of anxiety and panic and so when I was finally able to get back into my bedroom to my phone and I'm texting you know my friend's like you know are you okay and I'm like I don't know (laughs) you know and I'm just like and I'm one of the kind of people I'm never sick and, you know, like having a cold is not being sick to me. You know, I, it's not going to really deviate me from my plans. If I say, oh, my God, I'm sick. It's like I'm sick. If I say, hey, I might have to go to the hospital. It, it's definitely something serious. And so that goes. I ended up not going to the hospital and I spent Saturday in bed completely. I think the only time I got out of bed really was to um, open the door for the Instacart delivery man who came. Uh, he was a guy by the name of Derek and he was a great guy. He brought my groceries up for me, which was only uh, some soup, Pedialyte, uh, cra- salty crackers, like <laughs> bare minimal. Like I only got like three cans of soup, one box of crackers, one bottle of Pedialyte and one box of powdered Pedialyte. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm set for the weekend. And because I'm a guy and I, you know, we don't think we don't think long term, at least I don't. And and that was pretty much it. And only getting out of the bed was to refill my glass of Pedialyte. I couldn't hold on to anything else, really. And I really wasn't holding on to that well. And that was my Saturday. And then um, it, it really got me thinking about so being sick. And I posted this on I think it was Twitter. I said, why is it that being sick like makes you like reevaluate every life decision you've ever made? You know, like I was in bed and I'm like, oh, my God, like if I had done things differently in eighth grade, I would be here now. <laughs> 
Like it was, it was pretty. I mean, like looking on it now, just you know, I I can laugh. It, I was very, it was very pathetic, but it was sad. And, and you know, and people were texting me like, "Oh my god, maybe you got meningitis. You should go to the hospital." I'm like, "Oh no, fuck you! I ain't got meningitis." <laughs> you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of stress, but it also got me thinking um, about my sister. Uh, so my sister Trevette, um, if I'm doing my math correctly, because I'm horrible with math time and my, my brain is so scrambled. <laughs> um, but, uh, she died, uh, three years ago or so, uh, of cancer. And, and it, it, you know, this, this, this is the first time I was really sick since her death. And it made me think back because the last time I was this sick, um, I remember it was 2010 and I was student teaching at the time. And I got stomach flu. I firmly believe that this bout was food poisoning, but <laughs> I got stomach flu that time for sure. And it, you know, I remember it kind of struck. Like it, when I got sick, I was you know, I was at work, and I was like, okay, I got I got to tough this out. Because if you know anything about student teaching, you can only miss two days. And I can't remember if it's nine weeks or twelve weeks, but you you go through. It's an internship. You're working for free. And if you miss more than two days, you have to start the whole process over again and you have to student teach to get your teaching license. And, you know, in retrospect, as I'm a little bit more, you know, mature, you know, I can look at things in, you know, in a slightly different way. I also see how this builds a mindset that you often see in education. I have seen educators like full on influenza and they're and they're teaching. And I'm like, you should be at home. And they're like, no, I can't miss a day. You know, and I'm like, oh, the hell with this. But you start to see where that mindset starts because you can't miss when you're student teaching. And so I remember, you know, teaching and, you know, you're, you're full on teaching a class. My cooperative teacher, who is in this amazing gentleman, um, I'll have no, his name was uh, Mr. Arndondo. I, st- we still talk today. He's amazing. He was amazing. Then he's amazing. Now I learned so much from him. I learned so much through him. And part of that was he gave me freedom because not everyone had, you know, that I knew who student taught, even still today, have great experiences. And he gave me a great experience when I said, Mr. Ardano, I need help. He was like, sure, what do you need? And he was there. And other than that, he'd be like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing great. He goes, great. Keep on teaching. <laughs> I've heard good things. You know, the kids have told, you know, and the kids talk, you know, the kids are like, Mr. Ardano, you got to come back. This guy, he's blowing our education. He would be like, let's, let's see what's going on. And I was, I was decent, you know, I was a decent student teacher, but you know, he let me teach. And so I'm teaching these falling classes and I get hit with stomach flu and I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. You got to hold it together. Cause you can't miss, you can't, you know? And so I remember being like, all right, kids, look, when that bell rings, no one move towards that door. Mr. McGill's the first one out at that point. You do what you want. <laughs> And I would like the bell would ring. I ran out the classroom. I'd run down the hallway. I'd go to the, the staff uh, bathroom. I get in there. I would do my business. I drink like a glass of water, try to stay hydrated, go back to the classroom, just kind of clench up. And, you know, and I literally have like a disinfectant bottle in one hand and a rag in the other. I'm like, no one touch me. No one come near me. Don't cross this desk. I won't touch you. You know, like just try to, you know, do the right thing in the circumstance. And so I'll never forget the end of that first day. 
and I got home and I was, I was wrecked. You know, I'm, I'm physically wrecked. You know, if you, you've ever had stomach flu, you feel awful, your muscles hurt, you know, everything. It's just your body. It just falls apart. And I remember getting home like, I just need sleep. I just need sleep. I'm asleep. I'm, I'm going to pull it together. I'll get to work tomorrow and, you know, we'll figure it out. And I remember getting home, getting in bed, just, you know, kind of putting the TV on just so there's some background noise. At the time, I lived in this super small studio apartment on 115th and Pulaski. And if you know anything about the city, you'll know that that is the southwest tip of Chicago. It's literally like the last block of the city. It's 115th of Pulaski. And there's a bus stop right there. And that's it. And then you're like, you cross the street and you're outside the city. You cross the street and you're in the city. You cross the street, you're outside the city. And so I'm there and I fall asleep. And I remember it was like, you know, I fall asleep and maybe like 10 minutes after I fall asleep, boom, I poop my pants. And you know what? I have no problem admitting I poop my pants. It happens. You know, <laughs> there are times it's now for me, it's an emotional low. Like that's definitely uh, like it's one of those events where you're either emotionally prepared for it or you're emotionally not. <laughs> so I'm never emotionally prepared for it, but I'll never get that happens. And I was like, oh, my God. And I get to the bathroom and I clean myself up. I clean up everything. And, and you know, not really thinking things through. I just, you know, I, I get cleaned up. I get dressed, you know, get get some underwear on. I'm like, I just got to get some sleep. I go back to sleep. I get back in bed. And like 10 minutes later, I fall asleep and boom. Oh, my God. <laughs> back in the bathroom. And I remember at that point. Now, I don't remember if this was the point I climbed into the bathtub or if I put a garbage bag in the bed, I just don't really, really remember which came first. But I remember at one point being in the bathtub, just in the fetal position and crying <laughs> like, like it, I had just hit this emotional rock bottom. And I'm like, oh, my God. And once again, you reevaluate all your life decisions. I'm like, oh, I know one loves me and I'm here. You know, yeah, that's how I sound when I cry. <laughs> I ugly cry and I saw like, uh, like a drunk. And so just when I hit that like rock bottom of, 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 of things, the phone rings and it's my sister and my sister was always, if I was ever sick, she was always the first person to call me. If anything was ever wrong, she was always the first person to call me. And I'll never say that we were close. Uh, me and my sister were definitely much closer, um, towards the end of her life like when we knew that the you know that there was a finish line and it was you know visibly it was it was coming we we became much closer in that time period uh than we probably ever been um you know I, I think it's safe to say we had a complicated relationship and so but she you know always would very quickly take on the mantle of the big sister and you know She's, you know, call me and be like, oh, baby, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, my God. And she was like, what do you need? I'm like, I need Pedialyte. And he just like, that's how I sounded. You know, and I'm telling her everything I need. Clockwork. 30 minutes later, she, you know, the bell rings. And I schlep to the door and open the door. And she comes on up. And I see her coming down the hallway with two grocery bags full of everything you can never need if you're sick. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm so thankful. And I'm like, uh you know, and she comes and I'll never, you know, I'm, I'm there and I open the door and she takes like one step in the apartment and just stops and her face just scrunches up. And she's like, mm. and she goes, um, here, here's the stuff. <laughs> and I was like, and it, you know, like she didn't mean any harm, but it was like full on, like just rejection. 
And she was like, mm, um, here, baby, I, I, I'll call you later. I'll check on you. And she just like goes. <laughs> and I was like, and you know, I've been in the apartment all night. I didn't, I didn't even think about, you know, it's, there's a smell. I mean, you know, uh, whatever. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, hell no. Like this is, you know, and so at that point, I can't remember if that was the point I got into the garbage bag in bed or if I got into the tub. But, you know, I I, I, I did what I could, got sleep, got some fluid in me, got back to work the next day, went, taught a full day of, you know, four classes of high school students, every every class. No one moved towards the door before me. That was like the, the the mantra. And I'm like, I'll cough on you and I'll touch you. Don't, don't do it. And then, you know, and I toughed it out. You know, that's, that's what you do sometimes. And so it, it you know, being sick this weekend, um, really got me thinking about that. This was the first real sickness I I've experienced without my sister. And, you know, it, it was strange and odd. And it's strange and odd how being sick can make you reevaluate all of your life decisions. And so going from there, Sunday, I made it from the bed to the couch and I it was HBO Go weekend. I watched everything (laughs) under the sun. I I caught up on The Watchmen. I caught up on Silicon Valley. I caught up on Mrs. Fletcher. I watched Shazam for the first time. It was fabulous. And. And then Monday, I felt human. I I stayed home from work. Uh, By Monday afternoon, I was pacing the apartment because sitting around on my butt for three days is that's that's death to me. I I can't imagine how I will ever retire (laughs) because if if, you know, I I guess you can retire and do other things. And I, I can imagine retiring and just sitting on the couch all day or retiring and sitting in a rocking chair. Um, and I often joke with my friends and I think they think I'm joking, but you know, I I have, you know, I know people who want to live forever. Like, do you want to live forever? Like, yeah, oh my God, I want to live to be 120. I'm like, "Mm -mm, 76, 76 sounds good to me. And they're like 76. Why 76? I'm like three quarters of a century. You know, you've seen everything you've seen, uh, you know, presidents come and go. You've seen great you know, exploration, hopefully you've seen the best that humans have to offer in 76 years. You've definitely seen the worst of what humans have to offer. Um, you know, by then, if I haven't seen aliens, I doubt I ever will. If I, you know, if the world is still, if the world still exists in another 40 years, you know, I think at that juncture, I'm happy. And I'm, you know, at that point, I'm starting to, to play into that hand. I'm just trying to take those steps, you know? I'm like at that point, you know, start bungee jumping, start doing things that are a little crazier and, you know, and, you know, I don't want to live forever. And I, I definitely, it's really hard for me to imagine living a lifestyle where I'm, um, very sedentary. And it, to me, that's very scary. It's a very scary thought. And so that got me, you know, being sick makes you think, maybe not reevaluate so much. It just makes you think about so many things. But it also got me thinking about an experience I had a couple months ago because and and you'll see how these two things go together. <clears throat> a couple months ago, I was actually uh, at, at, at the building I work in and 
excuse me. And just before I walked into the building, a, a elderly gentleman fell and he fell down like three, four stairs, not like, you know, like tumbling, but he, he fell and he, he, you know, was on the ground. And when I walked in, me and another gentleman, um, helped him up and, and more than being hurt, he was embarrassed and he was actually heading to an Uber. So he probably was just, you know, kind of rushing and we got him to his Uber and he was very apologetic and, you know, it seemed a little shaken, but not, you know, he, he was scratched a little bit. And I, I remember saying to him, I said, well, you know, hey, sir, it's not a big deal. I said, you know, everyone needs some help sometime. And he, you know, he thanked me and I said, you know, you have a great day, you know, and, I, you know, I'm glad you're OK. And after that, a young lady um offhandedly made a comment and it stuck with me it's it's sometimes very strange how things can stick with you she said you know that's so sad when things like that happen and I you know I kind of nodded and she goes you know I, I think when you get to that age you really need someone with you you know like someone to look out for you and you look out for them and I kind of took that to mean, you know, that she meant like a partner, you know, a life partner, you know, someone, you know, you're looking out for them. They're looking out for you because God forbid, you know, he had been, you know, in his apartment and he falls and, you know, it's like that old commercial, you know, I fall and I can't get up, but that's real. You know, those things that, that commercial existed and probably still exists. I don't have TV. Um, I don't have like, you know, regular TV anymore. So I don't know, but you know, because that happens and you know, I guess now you, you have like monitors and wristbands and Fitbits, you know, but you know, that, that at least then, and still, I'm still sure still today is a real threat. And it, it really stuck with me because, you know, I've lived a very solid, solitary lifestyle for, for quite a while. And after that event, I made it a, I made a concerted effort to start dating. It was like, I was like, Oh, I'm getting to that point. I'm a fall. <laughs> so I, you know, and I've been dating since and, and you know, this weekend being sick really got me thinking about that. Um, the, over the past few months, I, I was originally dating three young ladies and, um, I'm a horrible dater. I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't do it well. It, it's just something like my personality is so strange for like, uh, cla like a classic dating. It's, you know, like I think in the classic dating sense, like you know, if I was to show up at <laughs> someone's door, you know, what like, hey, you know, let's take a walk to the malt shoppy. That would actually kind of benefit me way more than than the tomfoolery today with, um dating apps and you know the dating i was commenting to someone recently i said look if i'm on a dating app and i'm talking with someone you know and they like literally people be like oh i want to you know chat for a few weeks before we meet oh hell no mm -mm, no you d delete no i don't need to uh, mm. <laughs> like I, what the what the fuck is that like you know what i'm saying we met in a bar we we'd be face to face right now like what the fuck no mm -mm, no i'm good like if you were that I don't even know the word for it. If you're that wary of people, then you, me and you are never going to get along. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and put it on front street. You know, um, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm not asking you to come to my house tomorrow. Cause I don't know you anymore. You know me, but you know, we can meet in a public place and, and during daytime hours, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll show you my business card. I'll show you my license. You know what I'm saying? You can do your homework, whatever, but I don't need to talk to you for weeks. 
because within 10 minutes, I'm going to know if I want to see you again. And let's just keep it simple. <laughs> let's keep it, you know, keep, keep all the hands where we can see them. Let's keep it simple. And so, yeah, dating, man, <laughs> dating, uh, dating in Chicago is a motherfucker. That's the best way I could put it. So I've been, but I've been dating these, I was dating three women. And of the three, it was weird because I, I went to like this pier where no one seemed interested. And I'm just like, hey, hey, everyone, I'm here and I'm single. And no one gave a fuck. And then um, there was this one young lady. And I was like, you know what? I really want to ask her out. I asked her out. And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, awesome. And then right after that, uh, like I kind of like connected with another young lady. I'm like, oh, well, you know, you want to do coffee or dinner? Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. And then right after that, another young, like they came in back, like one, you know, like the other two were like, oh, look, his eyes are clean now. Someone like wipes his face. <laughs> Let's see what he has to offer. And, and you know, and it, it's weird how that happens, uh, but cool. But I hate casual dating. Dating more than one person at the same time is so weird to me and it's very uncomfortable. And it's just like, oh, so I told myself, I said, you know what? You're going to keep it out in the open. We're going to throw this is going to be on front street. You know, <laughs> so but then the, the very first young lady, she was like she gave me the like very quickly. The it's not you, it's me deuces. And I was like, oh, OK. So then I brought it down to two. <laughs> and so of the two, they're they're both very pleasant, very beautiful um, women. Um, nothing alike personality wise, although they're both very driven, uh, and successful business women. And so that's literally the, the one really commonality between them. And yeah, it, it's strange. Um, but I, you know, they, they both know that I'm dating another person and, you know, I'm very forthcoming about that and, you know, we're going there, but man, I cuffing season is here and cuffing season is probably soon to pass. And my, my true takeaway at this juncture is dating in Chicago is a motherfucker. So I would totally be interested to hear how other people's cuffing season is going. I actually had a conversation with a friend today about, she was like cuffing season. I heard that term for the first time yesterday. And I was like, so the, the, I was like, it's real out here. <laughs> Let me assure you, <laughs> people are getting, and like, it's getting towards the end. So people are getting ratchet now, <laughs> like they, shit's getting real and ratchet. And so if you're not out here, be thankful. And <laughs> if you're out here, I would love to hear how it's going. <laughs> so, you know, but I, I mean, you know, all things considered, I'm lucky. I'm dating two beautiful women, you know, who, who are, you know, I don't, you know, if, if my, my, if my track record keeps up, they'll both be married within the year and I'll still be single. So we'll see what happens. But all of that um, came from me laying on the couch for two and a half days, just thinking about life. And so um, I'm going to continue to make a concerted effort to date and we'll see what happens. And um, yeah. I think that's all I have about that. And so that is why I'm very happy to still be alive because I got deathly ill from some very janky Chinese food and, and I live to tell the tale. Um, the food is actually still in my refrigerator. I'm not going to eat it. OK, let's start. Let's start there. But it's still in my refrigerator. And I feel like every time I open the refrigerator door, a little puff of smoke comes out that forms like a skull and crossbones and then dissipates. And I'm just like too scared to touch the bag to throw the food out, but it will happen soon. So that is that. 
but yes, definitely. Um, if you don't know, you can email us at uh, being silly in the city at gmail.com. You can actually also uh, call or text us. And the number for that is 312-488-9068. I would love to hear how dating is going for you because I, I can't say it's going bad for me, but man, it's, it's, it's rough. Dating is hard work. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't know if it's supposed to be this hard, you know, but I mean, that's life, you know, and I guess anything worth having and anything you want is, is, is hard is work, right? That's real, you know, but seems hard. seems like a lot of work. Um, so beyond that, um, I also wanted to take some time this episode to offer a few shout outs of a different kind. Um, thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast. I appreciate you. And in upcoming podcasts, if you've not gotten a shout out and you've left a review, you will get one. Uh, I will be sure to share that. Um, like I said, you can call, you can text, you can leave a voicemail, you can email, you can hit us on our social media platforms. All that's going to be at the episode notes, whatever. But uh, other than creating this podcast, I am a huge, huge podcast listener. And so I've been listening to some really great podcasts. I just want to take a moment to drop some of those because, you know, of course, you're listening to this fabulous podcast right now. But, um, you know, I think right now I'm I listen to anywhere from like, OK, don't be me. I'm like an addict. So I think I'm subscribed to like 34 or so different podcasts. And I don't listen to each and every episode of one. No one has that time. But, I, you know, I'm like, oh, this one has this episode. Oh, this one has this episode. And, you know, if I see episodes, I'm like, OK, I don't want mm, no, I'm interested in that. I just delete. Not a big thing. Um, and there are a couple podcasts that like I listen to every episode religiously because they're just really that good. Um, but like, for example, uh, yesterday. I finished a podcast by WNYC called The Realness. It's about Prodigy of Mob Deep and kind of his life. Uh, if you don't know about Prodigy, he had sickle cell. So it's a juxtaposition of this um, you know, rap rapper, a rap duo, and one of the duos battle with sickle cell and how it, you know, kind of created him and and the the path he took professionally and everything is really interesting. It was the second time I listened to the entire series. I've been texting everyone that I know who likes hip hop. So if you like hip hop, hip hop, if you like history, if you like the history of hip hop, which I'm completely fascinated with, uh, it's perfect. So definitely listen to that. Also, along with that is Slow Burn, um, which is a a serialized podcast. The episode uh, season three, they are talking about the uh, deaths of Tupac and Biggie, but it's complete. It's just amazing. I've listened to everything you could listen to about Tupac and Biggie. And this one still has dropped information. I've never heard before. Super insightful, very well done. I couldn't tell you enough about it. There's a, uh, in, I listen to a lot of independent podcasts and I've discovered so many since I've started doing this one. I feel like when I started producing my own podcast, it was like a, like a trap door opened and it was like, I fell through and like everyone was down in the basement, like, Oh, welcome to the speakeasy. And I'm like, Oh, cool. <laughs> like, and now like I'm in the club and I get to like, now I'm like discovering all the goodness. And so a couple podcasts I've been listening to, um, one, all, okay. One that is not from Chicago, but is amazing. It's called uh, she's such a catch. This is uh, made by a woman named Erin Ramsey. She's amazing. And, um, it's about dating and it's kind of about her, her story and her, uh, adventure 
in dating. And I, it, to me, she's just extremely captivating. I've had the occasion to actually chat with her and she's just a genuine person, super funny, super endearing. And so I've listened to every episode of her podcast. I'm subscribed to it. The minute a new episode drops, I pick it up. It's, it's so much fun. Uh, I don't even know if she listens to this one or not, but that's not what it's about. Right. So cool. I highly recommend it. Check it out. Three podcasts from Chicago. I've been listening to power your story. Um, I actually was a guest on that podcast uh, maybe a year or two ago. I think it's about two years ago. I would recommend you go and check out those episodes for sure. I actually ended up being on three separate episodes because I talk too much. And so they were like, well, let's just keep it, keep it rolling, buddy. And I was like, okay, before you know it, it was three episodes, but um, it's made by high school students here in Chicago. And it's great. I actually listened to the episode recently. They did an uh, um, interview with Quentin Mables, who is the co-executive director of iGrow Chicago. If you've never met met Quentin, meet Quentin. If you're not familiar with iGrow Chicago, get to know iGrow Chicago. They are one of my favorite organizations in the city. If you've never been to the iGrow Peace House, go to the iGrow Peace House. I, I can't tell you enough good things. And if you decide to go to the iGrow Peace House, I will go with you because I just love going there. I love seeing it. I love being in it. I love seeing the people. I just and it's in Inglewood. It, it's you know it's everything I love about Chicago. So check out. Uh, power your story check out that episode check out i grow chicago and then two other epi- two other podcasts south side stories that one is done by wbz it's about the south side of chicago enough said check it out and then the gen z podcast gen z um she does a health and wellness podcast we actually crossed paths a couple years ago she is a jujitsu practitioner much like myself and uh, she does an amazing health and wellness podcast uh, that's done with in, in conjunction with WG and radio. Um, I listened to her episode recently on intermittent fasting. It was great. It was fabulous. I was fascinated. Um, I do. I do intermittent fasting periodically. So and I find it works for me. It's just having the discipline to maintain it. So I'm always listening to new ideas and how other people um bring intermittent fasting to their lives. And if you do intermittent fasting, I would love to hear about that. So please reach out to me and let me know, um, you know, what do you do? How does it work for you? And, you know, any tips you have, because, you know, it just gets hard, you know, going from day to day. And I'm like, Oh my God, I want to eat everything. And then I eat everything. And then I feel like a dirt bag. That's how it goes. Okay. So yes. And so definitely check out those podcasts. They're super cool. And I just want to throw those shout outs in. Um, so Yes. So, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and try to do the wrap up. And I, I know I'm going to screw this up because I always do. But um, first and foremost, let me thank you for listening to this podcast. If you're listening to this right now, I appreciate you so much. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, me and the artistic director, uh, Heather, we're actually having our first ever uh, pod retreat this upcoming weekend. And so I'm actually going out. So funny, a podcast about Chicago. I'm leaving Chicago for the retreat, but we're actually going to, I'm going down to Moline, Illinois, which is where uh, Heather lives. And we're going to just spend the weekend working on the podcast, working on different aspects of the podcast and just, you know, making plans for 2020 and to make the podcast uh, better and bigger. You know, we've got, I've got, 
better equipment than what I started with. And now I'm so excited. And, you know, we it's it's I guess it's not a secret. You're going to hear it now. We recently crossed a thousand downloads. We're almost to thirteen hundred already. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, people are listening. I, I don't know thirteen hundred people. So. Like, I don't know what's going on. So, you know, I have, you know, people are downloading the podcast in Finland. I don't know anybody in Finland. This is fabulous. And so we're super excited. And I'm just so excited to get started on everything for 2020. And so that's the plan. And, you know, to get a swag. If you don't have swag, what are you doing? Right. So I can't wait to have some swag and, you know, apparel, things like that, you know, for people can rep, you know, off the beaten podcast, and which brings to, to, to question. If there's, you know, something that you would love to see, like a certain kind of swag, because for me, I want a hoodie, I want a T-shirt, I want a coffee mug. So, like, you know, what kind of swag do you like if you, you know, would love to just drop us a note and let us know, like, you know, what what would you like to see with, you know, off the beaten podcast logo? And, you know, we'll we'll definitely add that to the conversation. I'm super excited. But thank you so much for listening. Um, So first things first, please. If you like this, if you listen to it, share it with one person. You know, if you pass it on to one person, they'll listen to this and then they'll hear me say, please share this with one person. <laughs> and they'll share it with one person. And, you know, that's how the podcast spreads. That's how the community builds. And that's what we are trying to do build a, a community around amazing people and amazing stories because we all have a story to tell. And so please do that next thing please rate and review i hate having to ask you to do it but you know what it's it's part of what helps spread the the podcast to new people and to build the community as well and get into new ears every time you know there are people who before they listen to a podcast they'll look and go how many rates you know ratings does it have how many reviews does it have so you know if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please go rate and review. If you're listening on Stitcher, please go rate and review. If you're listening on one of the platforms that doesn't allow rating and reviewing, go listen on one that does <laughs> and rate and review there. Let's get weird with it, right? Um, but yes, I appreciate every single one of you. Also, check us out on social media. You can check us out on Instagram at Off the Beaten Podcast. You can check us out on Twitter. Now, on Twitter, you're just going to be going to Dion's Musica. That's D-I-O-N-S-M-U-S-I-C-A. That's my Twitter. We're not cool enough to have a podcast Twitter yet, but hopefully in the future we will. And also we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Off the Beaten Podcast. You can also check us out on Snapchat and at snapchat.com slash, uh, you know, Dion's music, however it works, whatever. And, you know, occasionally I'll snap and, and, you know, whatever, snap at me, I'll snap back. And that sounds so weird, but (laughs) you snap at me, I'll snap at you, snap at me, I'll snap at you. And so, yes, we'll do, we can do all that. Um, so also you can email us, email us at being silly in the city, all one word at gmail.com as being silly in the city at gmail.com. As I mentioned before, you can also call and text us. Uh, leave a voicemail. That's at 312-488-9068. That's a Chicago number because we are in Chicago. <laughs> That's how we roll. Um, yeah, I, I, I need to write all that down. I always forget it. And it's so awful. Oh. Yes. Also, subscribe. If you're listening, just hit the somewhere on the app you're listening to. Just there's a button that says subscribe. Hit it. And then every time a new episode is dropped, it'll drop it in your phone. So when you wake up, you're like, oh, my God, there's a new off the beaten podcast. What does this asshole got to say today? And I'll be like, hey, here's what I got to talk about today. 
<laughs> so, you know, it's great. It's fabulous. Come on. Come on. You like it. You like it. You know you like it. Whatever. <laughs> so, um, did I remember everything? I always forget something. Um, if I forgot anything, it'll be down in the episode notes. Um, also, yes, we still have um, a promo code, uh, a discount code from reppinpins.com. I actually uh, emailed with Francis. If you haven't listened to the Francis Almeida episode, uh, that's um, repping what you love with Francis. Um, he's amazing. He's the founder of Reppin Pins um, here in Chicago. I was like, hey, Francis, um, I'm going to use that discount code again. <laughs> he was like, bro, use it as much as you want. It's yours. I was like, oh, so yes, you know, if you use the code OTBP20 at RepinPins.com, when you check out, uh, you'll save 20% on your on your order. Like, that's amazing. You won't find that kind of discount anywhere else, man. And um, I've ordered some Reppin stuff. They just re- introduced a new pin. And they're actually not even selling it on their site. It was, it was a pin in partnership with an artist. So they were like, oh, it's on the artist site. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to have that pin. Like uh, Francis is I'm, I'm kind of mad at him because now he's he's costing me money. But, you know, it's amazing. And um, my pin collection is just in the time that me and him had our conversation um, has grown by three pins so um you know it, it is what it is but the the discount code is otbb20 it'll be down in episode notes as well so that's it man i think i covered everything if i forgot something i forgot something i'm still sick um i feel better than i felt this weekend like by leaps and bounds but like i'm still like under the weather so i'm trying to pull it together i'm trying to get it together so help me help me help me help you all right so that is it this has been episode 12 i'm so excited uh i was very uh very reticent about um you know sharing my illness but that's life and people have been encouraging they're like you know you should do an episode where you just kind of like share you know about yourself and blah 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 and you know all i really ever have to talk about is my dating life which is is what it is and so but i'll give you like periodic updates about how cuffing season's coming along and we'll go from there so thank you so much for listening to off the beaten podcast this is Dion. um we will see you next episode um we're, we're, we're it's been amazing we're racking up guests and people are like yeah i want to be on the podcast i'm like oh shit you want to be on the podcast I'm like, okay cool i thought it was gonna be like a like a twist and pull all right this is perfect so i'm excited it's gonna be great we got some great guests coming up and yeah stay tuned subscribe and thank you so much and that is it have a great day be good do good 